Hello and welcome to this, the US show on the Suplex Retweet Extra Feed. This is Indie Sausage Roll. Uh, our review of pretty much all the independent uh, companies in wrestling out with of Scotland and Japan because we have another shows that cover those particular uh, countries. I am Stephen Wilson and I'm joined tonight to for this new show by Grant McRobbie. Grant, how you doing? I'm doing brilliant, Stephen, yourself? Yeah, very good, man, very good. I'm excited that we've got this show with the lovely name. Uh, credit to Ross McLeod for that. He'll be asking for royalties next. Oh, you know what he's like. You know, anything for a cheap buck. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so we, we picked the name Indie Sausage Roll for this one because, well, we thought it was a good enough name that Sarah and Quacku didn't want to use for their Scottish Indie Roundup. So we thought, let's not waste it and we'll do use it to talk about pretty much every other Indie company. And what a, what a selection we've got from. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So... To just give you an idea, uh, with so many big shows uh, going on around the world uh, from all these independent companies, we will be going through a lot of the big ones that are going to be coming up in the next year. And to kick off this particular show, we will be tonight talking about probably one of the biggest tournaments in Europe. Fresh off of its full lineup getting announced, we will be talking about the WXW 16 karat gold tournament, which takes place next month in Germany. We're fresh, pretty much just days off of the lineup being announced, Grant? Yeah, I mean, that's the lineup really just got finalised over the weekend there with the, the road to 16 carat shows, and it is stacked ridiculously. Yep, so we, there's 16 wrestlers on that particular tournament, and we'll be going through it, giving a brief insight into each of them for anybody not so familiar with them. But before we get started, uh, be sure to uh, follow us on social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Uh, so, Grant, I think it's best that we start off our look through these 16 wrestlers with last year's winner and Lucky Kid, who will be hoping to defend the title that he won last year. Uh, beat us pretty much all of Ring Camp to win that last year, and Timothy Thatcher, Marcel Bartel, Ilya Dragunov, and Walter. What do you think of Lucky Kid's chances of retaining it this year? Well, it would be a it would be a first. No one's ever been able to do it the two years back to back, and he's not had as much momentum lately. But it's not out of the question to think that Shaden Freud's outside boy could go go in for it. Yeah, I was looking into Lucky Kid today just before we did the show, and since he won that particular tournament, he obviously did the Super Strong Style 16 tournament that you were at last year, Grant, and he's he's done a lot of the shouting for. It. Shouting for I can never pronounce their name uh, shows in at Fight Club Pro as well, but out with that and uh, WXW, he's not really done much. He's not really capitalised on that win. No, he's not really, really been been sort of up there since it all happened. Despite the fan popularity for him, especially in the UK with Schadenfreude, where well, we always be confusing with Good Fortune Child. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got my first exposure to him watching him in that, uh, in, over the Super Strong Style 16 weekend, and for the glimpses he had, he's, he's, he's quite an unconventional character, I think it's fair to say. He's definitely someone that's a lot different, and he's he's definitely got the the potential there, but unfortunately he never got the, the title after winning the tournament. Yeah, he, he did eventually lose it. I, think, I can't mind who he, he lost it. Was it Bobby Guns he lost to, I believe? Well, that's, he won the tournament, but he never actually, he's never actually held the title 
from what I from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about him. He's not really had a lot of since he, that was well. He's, he has won quite a lot of matches in the last few months. In particular, the one that I noticed as well was he did beat uh, NXT and NXT UK's Cassius Ono, of course, uh, Chris Hero at the WXW 19th anniversary. So. Well, if I win like that on a big show, you could see there is a there is a chance that it might be the first guy to do that two in a row. I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be as impressive as the, some of the guys he went through last year, though, as I mentioned when we first started talking about him there. I mean, definitely, there's there's a chance of beating Ono was a huge one, and even just in the last couple in the last in the last month, he beat Scotty Davis as well, who's on a meteoric rise himself. Yeah, definitely, that's a. Scotty Davis is that one of the guys who to look out for, I think, in the next year or so. So, um, obviously, at this particular point, we don't really have a bracket to discuss, Grant. But how do you actually think uh, Lucky Kid will end up doing this year? Do you think he'll go far, or do you think he might end up falling at the first hurdle? I reckon he'll make it past the first round. After that, I'm un- I'm a little bit uncertain on him. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would agree. Especially when you look at uh, some of the other fifteen competitors who will be competing in this year's uh, sixteen karat gold. Uh, the first of which I'll talk, start talking about now is a man who's very well known across the the British scene. We've not seen him up here in Scotland for a number of years now. Uh, it is Chris Ridgway, uh, the technical striker, as we know him. Uh, Grant, he's um, we've, actually we've not seen him in Scotland for a while. We've not really seen him too much in the UK I mean he's been over doing an excursion in Japan over the last few months yeah he's been he's been having a solid run in Noah where he's been part of Stinger uh, hard hitting striker some of the nastiest kicks I think I've ever seen live mm-hmm. oh definitely they had that match in progress I remember seeing last year where he took on Volta for the championship and when you talk about hard hitting those two really uh, went at it and went, uh, with their various varying styles yeah him and Volta have been brilliant. Uh, him and Robbo, absolutely brutal to watch. But oh, yeah, they, so had, they had that match for the the Proteus, the Proteus, I can't I can't pronounce half these names tonight. Proteus, uh, the champ, Proteus Championship, yeah, which was an absolute classic matchup. Uh, one thing I've noticed about uh, Ridgeway looking at his actual history, uh, which I'll talk about with a lot of these guys, is he's got tournament experience. He won the IPW International Super Eight back in 2017, defeating. Here's some names for you. Mike Bird, Jimmy Havoc and Jack Sexsmith to win that. But we saw in the Super the Songstyle 16 last year, they didn't quite have the same success as they had in that tournament a couple of years beforehand. Yeah, I mean, that was... We did get a bit of a, a bit of a dream match when he was in Super Strongstyle last year. We did get him with O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very good uh, mesh of styles the two of them had in that particular match. Both of them known for solid kicks and strikes, and it was it, it just worked perfectly with each other. I was I was quite surprised at that whole selection of having him in that match with O'Reilly. I would have thought that he would have been a guy we maybe would have seen going all the way to night three and maybe make up to the last four, but to have him go out in the first round was quite a shocker to me. Yeah, it was it was definitely a, it was the two big first round shockers were putting O'Reilly and Ridgeway and Dragonov and Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were, they were four guys. You would have said if they were if they would have been the last four, particularly in that tournament, uh, you wouldn't have been surprised. Especially given the fact that, as we talked about there just like a month before, Ridgeway was challenging 
for the championship. He was facing Walter just a couple of months beforehand. Uh, I've not actually seen too much of him, Grant, since that excu- since he's went to Noah. How is, is has that changed up his style an awful lot, or is it just kind of reinforced what he's already got? He's reinforced. He's got a bit more technical, and he's really been coming on strong. And he's had a bit of influence coming back back for the Japan. He's been working with the young guns with uh, their team, Northwest Strong. And it's he seems to be hitting hard. He seems to be more focused than I've ever seen him. So he's going to be dangerous. I think he's a perfect fit for this tournament. The whole um, when you look at the likes of the guys who have came through this tournament before, the likes of uh, Tommy End, Alistair Black, and of course uh, Volta. Hard hitting stairs do well in this in WXW, and I think that Ridgeway will. I think he could be a sleeper hit in this tournament potentially, depending on the draw. Yeah, I'm. I'm I would say he's one of my. He's, in my top three picks, I'd say, for this tournament. Oh, interesting. I would say probably he's a good, solid, maybe maybe quarter, maybe a quarter-finalist. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but uh, we could be quite surprised, but I think he will. It's a good chance for him to show what he's capable of out with the Japanese and the UK uh, scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's... With the talent in this, it's such a hard tournament to call. It's quite ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, it is absolutely stacked. And there's a, the next name I'm going to mention here is a guy who he seems to pop up everywhere across Europe, uh, even some even further afield at times. It is of course Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean, Grant Mike Bailey, a guy we've seen in Scotland in the in recent years with Source. He's pretty much wrestled in any of the big companies across the UK. He is an exciting mixed martial arts talent, I think it's fair to say. Oh yeah, he's, again, like Ridgeway, he's a striker, but he's got the added versatility of being quite a good high flyer as well when he needs to call on it. Uh, we've seen great match. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Mike Bailey match live, and that includes him teaming with Mal against the Lucha Bros at Fight Club Pro last year. That was insane. Yeah, he seems he, he seems to be a guy, I feel like, you feel like he's been about forever. But he's still a relatively young guy. I mean, you look at the fact that I think I think it's great about him is he had he's had the well documented issue. I not really know anybody knows when he one time he went to the US and he had a visa issue, so he's actually not allowed to wrestle in the, in the United States until twenty twenty two. I believe that's right. Yeah, I think it was a five year ban. Which, while some might see that as a bit of a detriment, he's made the best of it by doing regular appearances, DDT, he's been all over the UK, Europe, you name it, outside of America, he's been there. Yeah, definitely, I mean, he's had some great matches, I mean, uh, like OTT, he tends to be quite a lot in there, as well, you mentioned uh, DDT, but like with with Ridgeway, he's got tournament experience, he won the the CZW best of the best tournament, and when you look at some of the guys who have won that tournament in the past, that just shows how talented he is, that he's been selected to win such a prestigious tournament in the US. Oh yeah, there's there's no denying it. Bailey's got the talent. He's well loved by everyone. He's just one of the nicest guys and absolute madman in the ring. Put some shoes on for the love of God. Oh, people wrestlers who don't wear shoes give me the fear. It's every time I watch Matt Riddle. It's like just what what are you doing? Somebody will just stamp on your feet. That's that's worse than getting kicked in the face, I think at times. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend watching Karen Noirvi's Chris books if you don't like things with bare feet. Oh, oh I've seen images of that one. I've not got a chance to watch that particular one yet. But that is that is something. I mean, one thing I've actually noticed about Mike Bailey though is um, 
he's quite a selfless wrestler in the fact that he a lot of the time he seems to be you seem to see him put a lot of guys over, which could make him a valuable commodity to whoever he faces in this tournament. I think it's fair to say, given a lot of the names who we're going to discuss who are in this tournament. Yeah, I mean he's got a habit of some could say sort of the, the talent that comes in to put over the local talent. He, he always he never looks bad in defeat and he always makes whoever he's up against look like a five star matchup. And it's it's incredible that he's got that ability and from what I know he's well loved whenever he's delivered seminars. People just say that he's he's just he's a sponge of knowledge. That's what you want to see. Somebody who knows the know the knows the industry and um, is very happy to show their expertise. I mean, given some of the names in this tournament, who would you like to see him come across come up against? Uh, in the first round, potentially, who do you think would be a good match for him? First round, as much as I hate, because it would be a potential one of the two of them would have to go out. Mike Bailey v Bandido for round one would be absolute nuts. Oh, it'd be exciting to see whoever Bandito comes up against, to be fair. Oh yeah, he's definitely... The, I mean, Bailey and Bandido would be one. The other one that I would probably like to see him up against would be Eddie Kingston or oh. Karen Noir. Oh, so two potential great candidates in that one, but uh, as exciting as most of these matches would be to see, I mean, I think uh, Bailey will do the job in the first round for somebody. He'll make some a potential winner or a potential finalist look absolutely great, but I don't really see him going very far. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, I reckon he might get past the first round, but if he gets put up against one of the WXW regulars, he's going to be used to make them look a million bucks, which is a fantastic way of doing things. Oh yeah, definitely. You've got to use these tournaments to get if you're not going to get one of these guys to win it, you need to at least make them look good. That's why you put them in it and I think there's no perfect guy than Mike Bailey. I mean, the next guy we're going to go on to talk about is a guy who I've seen wrestle once live and I absolutely loved him. I'm surprised I've never I've not got to see him again is Shakiro Iri. Uh we saw him have that match in ICW uh, last year with uh, Lionheart at the start of 2019. And since then, he's popped up pretty much everywhere in Europe and, Europe and the UK. Yeah, he's became quite, he was quite a, a fixture for a while when he was on excursion over here. The match with Lionheart, um, he's had matches with uh, like the Ojmo in progress where still to this day I can't help but laugh at how he just yeets people like that time he'll launch Lionheart over the barrier. Oh, yeah. He, he comes across to me as a kind of, like a Keith Lee type guy, or even like if you go further back, some guy like a Monty Brown from TNA days. Some guy, he, he's not, he, he will use his considerable strength and he, and he will pounce you to whatever, you know. He's a, he's a great, he's unique and he is absolutely mesmerising to watch, I think, at times. He's the most terrifying man I've ever seen that loves Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, I know. It's just... It's a, he's, he comes across as such a nice guy, but if you go in the ring with him, he will test you, as we saw. He was the first guy that came up against Lionheart and Lionheart's uh, challenge of world-class talent, and I think he set the bar really high. Uh, yeah, it was probably... Controversial opinion, but probably my favourite defence that Lionheart done was him and Erie because it was just such a different match that I'd never expected to see in ICW. Definitely. Uh, while he's not, we've not seen him in ICW since then. He has, uh, he has been across the UK scene. I mean, you mentioned his match with the OGMO. Uh, I thought they two really have meshed fantastically 
any time the two and a half came up against each other. What the one particular example I, I'll point out is the tag team match at Progress where OGMO teamed up with David Starr to take on Walter. And Deary, I thought that was a fantastic tag match. Oh yeah, that was everyone came out that looking a million bucks, but Ojmo in particular, it just elevated him to another level. And he's been well, look how far he's came on Rev Pro this Friday. He's got ELP for the cruiserweight belt. Oh yeah, even look at some of the matches he's had. And like I said, TNT and progress. I mean, but the thing about Erie as well is when he's wrestled at WXW, they seem to like to like him. And, and he, he's won two tournaments in that company last year alone. He won the Road to 16 Carat last year to get the shot. And he won the Ambitious 10 tournament that particular year as well. I mean, last year he made it. Uh, actually, now he got knocked out in the first round. So, didn't really make it that far. Did he get knocked in the first round? No, no, he, he got knocked out by Avalanche in the quarterfinals. So he's got experience in this tournament. Uh, it's just whether he can then take it that extra bit further and be that type of challenger. He's got that type of style that I think WXW like. Yeah, he's definitely got a good hard-hitting style. The Ambition 10 stuff is a, is a solid thing to be into as well. Where, Well, fun enough, uh, the Ambition 10, when he was in that, he... Did it did go through Ridgeway as part of that? So, if those two go up against each other again, Ridgeway could be looking for revenge. Uh, definitely, I think that's an interesting match. Not one we've actually seen yet, really. I don't know if have they met at all in Japan in Ridgeway's travels there, or did, is it they've not? Not that you know of, they've came across each other since then. Because of the promotions, they've not came across each other. But if I remember correctly, with the whole changes in Japan right now, Noah and DDT are going to be working together. So there's more possibilities for it happening again in the future. That'd be interesting. What do you think, personally, Grant, his chances are in this tournament? Erie is an outside bet. Um, just because I've not seen or heard a lot from him over the last half a year or so, but it's not to say that WXW won't, won't give him a chance to run with it because he has clearly shown potential in the past and they did like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be an interesting... Uh, addition to this tournament. Next one we'll go on to is a guy I've heard a lot about, but I've not really seen a lot of him, but I'm quite intrigued just by the, the thought of him in this tournament. Black Taurus. Uh, what's your knowledge of the Black Taurus across the independent scene? I'll be honest, Black Taurus, I've only seen little clips of. Um, I know he's wrestled in PWG, and he's a, a luchador from AAA, one of two that we have from AAA this tournament. Mm-hmm. But for me, he's... This is going to be like probably my first proper viewing of him. So he's a complete wild card for me. Well, that's what you kind of like. I mean, we've saw that with the, the Super Strong Style 16 last year. They threw a good a couple of wild cards into that particular tournament. I think the likes of Artemis Spencer, guys you didn't really hear of uh, beforehand. I mean, they were well known in America and across Indies, but maybe not so over here. Do you think he's a guy who could come in here and turn a few heads with a potential performance given his, the style as you mentioned that he's got there obviously like, with AAA that kind of Lucha Libre style I know there's quite a few people um, on some of the groups I follow on Facebook which are quite big in them so there is definitely sort of fans there who are well versed in them and based on what I'm seeing them say I wouldn't be surprised if he'd done something especially AAA guys just seem to bring something special to it uh, there was a uh, Aero Star as well in the Super Songster 16 last year. He and uh, Dagger 
who who impressed in that one. And you look at Bloom and well, it's about Black Taurus as well. He seems to be quite used on impact on the recent Mexico tour. They've actually had him feuding and winning matches with Rhino and Moose, two quite established names in the industry. Do you think that's just a sign of his talent that he's a company like Impact are putting him over established names like this? Yeah, it's definitely a sign that, that you know he's been wrestling for quite a while, but this could be a chance for him. This is a stepping stone. He's building up that that popularity through Impact and it, it can translate because Impact was for a while the the black sheep of the big promotions, but in the last year it's came on fantastically. Recent ones you've seen I've seen clips on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube of that of how much they're in, they're using this kind of Lucha Libre type style as well. And I think it's good to have a couple of these type of guys in a tournament because it adds that extra X factor, a bit of excitement that it allows the likes of the technical guys like a Ridgeways to do their stuff, but then you're going to have these matches that will get the crowds off their feet, and I think that's a, a good utilisation of the likes of that. Maybe not, may not win it, but you'll know, be able to get eyes on the tournament, I think it's fair to say. Oh yeah, I mean definitely having people from that far over. It's styles, that, it's matches that wouldn't normally happen on, norm, on normal circumstances, so it's going to give us some potential matchups which we'd never even thought of. Uh, he's also got tournament experience albeit in a first round defeat in last year's bowler to Darby Allen. that's again another sign of his talent that he's been selected for a tournament such as the Battle of Los Angeles Yeah, I mean that's it we've got multiple bowler entrants in it this year Lucky Kid was in bowler last year as well uh, Yeah he, um, But yeah, I mean Black Taurus definitely someone someone interesting to watch and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what, how, he, how he does and even if he doesn't get far, what sort of non-tournament matchups await him? Oh yeah, the non-tournament matches are always quite interesting uh, over this particular weekend. Uh, from one Bola first round exit last year to another, it's another guy from the AAA scene. It's Puma King. Uh, Grant, as a regular, as a guy who's regular in DDT, you'll be well familiar with Puma King and what he's capable of. Yeah, I've, I've, the first time I actually managed to see him was when I got the. Bola 2018 first night DVD he had a match with Flamita and it was outstanding high paced high octane wrestles a different style from Black Taurus so it's not like we've got two of the same guy over from Triple either so it gives us a bit of variety uh, I think it's fair to say as well he's one of the more experienced uh, wrestlers over this tournament which could play in his favour that he, he he's well versed in the craft and he knows what it takes to to win the win big prize win big prizes, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean he had he had quite a stint with CMLL, who most people will know being a promotion working with New Japan. So he's he's got double digits for his years of experience, and he's he's not shy. I'm expecting him to really try and wow the crowd. He's got history as well with uh, one of the competitors in the tournament, one of the guys you mentioned on in Bandito. Uh, Bandito actually went through him to win the bowler last year, which it could be interesting if these two go up against each other in this particular tournament as well. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You put any of the Luchador guys against each other, you're, you're guaranteed fireworks, especially with their past histories. They've all kind of crossed paths at some point or some way. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm quite. Ex- he's, he's a guy I've heard a lot about uh, via his reputation, but not really somebody I've seen too much of in the ring. 
So I'm intrigued to actually see his style. I mean, if, if you say he's different from Black Taurus, who I've seen in snaps, I think he could be somebody, like you said, like with uh, Black Taurus, he could have a lot of impact. Even if he doesn't do well in the tournament, he could go well uh, across the weekend, especially one of the names who's been announced for the weekend, and Alex Shelley as well. That could be an interesting clash if they two face each other in a non-tournament match. Yeah, give me Alex Shelley and Puma King or Black Taurus or Alex Shelley and Mike Bailey, please. Oh, oh, yeah, we could we could talk all day about these potential clashes for uh, <laughs> Alex Shelley on top of the actual tournament. But uh, what do you think his chances are, Puma King? Do you think he'll go a decent length, or do you think he'll be quite short-lived in this? I think he'll be short-lived, but he will be used fantastically in non-tournament matches to really get the crowd going on the other days. Definitely, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Uh, the next guy we'll kind of we'll talk about. As a guy, he's, he's, I've seen his name mentioned so much on social media as a guy to watch out for. Somebody that so many fans over in the UK would like to see wrestle on these shows more. Uh, Daniel McCabe. Uh, yeah. Grant, what's your, your exposure been to the Canadian guy, Daniel McCabe? My first exposure to McCabe was um, when he wrestled for Riptide. Right. We know that me and Quacko are quite, quite big proponents of Rippy. And... I've watched some of his other matches from just over the States. He's a powerhouse. He's an absolute powerhouse and it's amazing to watch him work. I've seen a lot of description to him. He's, he's as a, a wrestler with a, a lot of talent, but he's just waiting on that breakout moment somewhere some in some place. Is this weekend of tournament the chance for him to show what he's capable of and to show that he's a potential star of the future? Well, I mentioned earlier on that Ridgeway was one of my sort of top three picks. Mm-hmm. Maccabee is another one of my top three. <laughs> Ooh, interesting, interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a left field pick, but it's, he, he's, he's so hyped. You just feel like you just want to have some potential time to see him. And I think this and potential, I could see him being an outside bet for the Super Strong Style Sixteen this year. I would, I would go, I would go nuts for that. It would be an absolute fantastic addition because he just he does bring that. He's got a powerhouse style, but it's less striking. It's more just impact and just really battering people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, who would you be quite? Who would you quite like to see him go up against on his way to a potential semi final? Obviously, if you think he's going to be in your top three, Maccabee, I would love to see him go up against someone who's a bit like sort of more high flying or high speed, like uh, Leo Rush. Oh yeah, that that would be quite an interesting one. The man of the hour, the man of the hour, Leo Rush. That would definitely one. The other one, I would say, him and Cara Noir would be a good meeting. Cara Noir, I think we'll talk about him in a wee, in a wee bit, but I think he'd be quite an interesting uh, opponent for so many people because he's just, he's just got that that X factor. It's quite mesmerising to watch. So I think to see him against a guy like Maccabee could be a potential interest. I say. Not one of the names I'm as familiar with, but just given the hype on him, I was I was pretty interested to see just what what he's capable of, and I think to see that if what people were saying about him is true, I think he could be a finalist. I've got a good chance of him being at least in the final here. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it's Maccabee's got got that factor. I say he's not been seen over here as much. It's not that he's never been here, so it's always great to see someone get that breakout moment so far from home definitely uh, the next guy we'll talk about is a guy doesn't really need a breakout moment but 
He's probably one of the most well-known names in professional wrestling, on the independent scene especially. The Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston. Grant, what's, what can you say that's not been said about Eddie Kingston? Let's face it, Eddie Kingston right now, the talk of the town after that absolute flaming promo in NWA. Like, the, the man has just got presence. I got to see him just under two weeks ago at North. Right. Yeah, he's got some in-ring presence. He hits like a, a freight train. He moves well. He, his ability to speak in the microphone is just unreal. He's legit. Everything about him is legit. And he's a lovely guy to meet. But also, at the same time, you just get the feeling, I don't want to mess with this guy. Oh, he totally. <laughs> I remember last year when Evolve were on the WWE Network. And a lot of the things I was saying is, WWE must be panting it to have Eddie Kingston with a live mic on the network. <laughs> he's a, he, 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 the words, he, you just get encapsulated by the words he says. I mean, you mentioned that promo in NWA. The stuff that he's doing on the NWA Power Programme, he's not doing much. He's not been really the standout, but anytime he speaks, anytime he interacts with anybody, you just want to sit there and listen because the man knows how to get you... Or, get you interested in the match. I mean, the promo you're talking about was him against the Dawsons, two guys who are relatively unknowns across the pro wrestling scene, but just watching him do that back and forward makes you want to see him and Homicide take on the two. And in a tournament format, you just, he's got that level of unpredictability that you just don't know what's going to come from. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You, you don't know what Kingston's, what Kingston's going to do. He's, he's explosive. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got stamina. He can really take a beating and keep going. Yeah, definitely. He's a, a former CZW world champion. I mean, he's one of the, f- the main men behind the success of Shikara. But I thought it's quite interesting the fact that in the last year or so, he seemed to be seeing them pop up more in all these companies across Europe. It's, it's even more surprising with the fact that 2019 was apparently going to be the year he was going to retire. And then all of a sudden, he's doing a lot more of these type of stuff here. He seems like a guy who's just having fun doing what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that's he's in the UK at the moment, as far as I'm aware, till like the end of March. So there's a lot of opportunities for people to see him over here, including the Schadenfreude show next week. He is going one-on-one with Kyle Fletcher. And sadly, none of us will see it, unless you're actually one of the 230 lucky to get it. But I get the feeling that will be an insane show stealer. They had them on the, they had them on the live stream this past weekend as well, which I didn't see. But that would have been an interesting thing to have him on that one with, like, with guys like Brooks. It's one of the funniest things. It's just like what what it's mad Uncle Eddie on the on the live stream and that's how they announced the matchup. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can see him causing havoc over this particular weekend. I would love to see him against some guy like a like an Eerie or a, a lucky kid, some guy like that, just to add a bit of unpredictability. Yeah, I mean putting Eddie against either another powerhouse or someone who's smaller but scrappy. Yeah, I think that would work. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Eddie Kingston in this particular tournament now. Next one's a name who we've mentioned in passing so far on this show. He's pretty much one of the talks of the UK independent scene at the moment. He's the recently crowned Progress Champion as Karen Noir. Uh, Grant, I was with you at uh, the ICW show recently where Progress are running the same night and Karen Noir won the Progress Championship. What a mesmeric rise he's had over the past 12 months. Yeah, the, the Black Swan starting out from 
like the first that I really heard about him was Riptide, where he went through a loss after a loss, but no matter what, everyone is behind him. He's got that mesmerising entrance, and I count myself lucky that I got to be there in Manchester last year for his first match in the trilogy with Ilya Dragunov in an absolute insane hard-hitting match. Yeah, it's, it's just that, obviously, the guy behind Karen Noir trained in ballet like the Black Swan, so ballet and wrestling are two, they're completely different spectrums, but they just mesh together so well, like like a dance, a ballet dance is a cliche itself, but just it's just, it just got that, the way he moves about the ring, he's got such a great, and the gimmick as well, such a presence, it's such a joy to watch him. And it's, it's really funny when you look at his Twitter and he only follows one person and it's Cher. Is it not Mike Bird? He follows Mike Bird as well, I'm sure. He may have changed up his Twitter. But he's, he's been like him and Bird, they've got beef on the Indies as well, which is going to come to an absolute bloodbath of a match. But Noir, he's, he's rise. Everyone... He's the talk in everyone's mouth. He's been the talk everywhere and just to rise so quickly. Um, sadly, not getting that match with Eddie, which I was so hoping for. But let's hope Eddie comes back stronger and I'm sure they'll put in a fantastic show. But the thing I think it just shows his rise so much. If you look back at uh, the Progress Natural Progression series, lost in the first round to Scotty Davis, the eventual winner. But while Scotty Davis is still putting on great matches wherever he goes. He's the Progress Tag Champion. Karen Noir's the Progress World Champion. Karen Noir, as of time of this recording, has wrestled nine times for Progress. And he's their World Champion. It just shows... I mean, when he, when he wrestled Pete Dunne, uh, just a, a couple of months ago as well, everybody was talking about him. Nobody was talking about... Not as many people were talking about Pete Dunne. That's it. I mean, Dunn put like Dunn won the match, but put Cara over in such a way it was undeniable. And yeah, such a quick rise in progress. He's beloved in Riptide. He's just wherever he goes, everyone is completely behind him, and that's where he he's going to be a. I reckon he's a good pick for this tournament, especially given the fact that, as you mentioned, he's had that series be dragging off. A past winner of this particular tournament. So the guys at this WXW maybe they'll be watching that stuff, they'll be seeing that and think, This guy's got it, this guy's got what we need. And I think I'm, I think he's a, I think he's a great shout to win it, given just how big a name he's made of himself in the recent months. Yeah, I mean he's definitely he's he's one of the top picks. Um not quite my top three, but it was it was very hard to narrow it down. I, I made myself choose like there was only three that I wanted to narrow it down to. But I mean, Noir, the, the fact that I've had the luck to see him more than once, it's mesmerising. It's he, he doesn't do any talking. He lets all of his actions speak in the ring, which is quite rare for someone in the UK scene. Mm-hmm. Match against with him and Mike Bailey. That could be that could be magic. They've wrestled before at Fight Club Pro. Yeah, let them let them just go for it. The two of them are just. They'll, they will tear the house down. Absolutely. Now, the, the next guy has potential to, to tear the house down. It's well known the relationship WXW have with the WWE. You'd have been surprised if some guy from the NXT or NXT UK world didn't show up in this particular tournament. But we got a great pleasant surprise when it was announced to be 
the man of the hour, Leo Rush. Uh, Grant, former NXT Cruiserweight champion, towards the end of 2019, we were starting to see the Leo Rush of old. Not the Leo Rush we saw going, Lashley. The Leo oh, Rush boy. that we were seeing in Ring of Honor before he signed with WWE. Yeah, the, the Leo Rush, which I was I was sold on. And then what we got when he was in WWE at first wasn't what I was hoping for. But he had that run with the Cruiserweight belt there. It was, it was refreshing. He seemed like he was actually enjoying himself again, especially when you heard about all the backstage heat uh, he apparently had at different points mm-hmm. for everyone that they have in NXT I was surprised when it was Russia that was announced but at the same time it's a great way to use one of their guys when he's not doing much else at the moment mm-hmm. it keeps him fair. definitely they say uh, regardless what you feel about the man uh, he is very high on triple from Triple H and Given a, if you hear the list of guys that Triple H is really high on, it does say something if Leo Rush is one of the particular guys. Former winner of uh, the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament back in 2016 as well, which has had winners such as Dominic Dijakovic and Ivar, so he's got experience in winning tournament, and he has, as we've mentioned by a lot of the other guys, he's got X Factor, and that's what you want in a tournament, somebody who can excite you and get you off your feet. Yeah, he's got the... He's pretty much their, 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 their big star power pool when if you were looking at imports that they're bringing in but even then is their big WWE guy but it's still they've got so many big guys coming in it's it's just hard to choose who's the biggest <laughs> yeah definitely uh, you mentioned Leo Ross actually tweeting about this when it got announced he was quite glad to go back to WXW and he has wrestled there 16 times no not 16 times five times in 2016 Dean no off from your research got the names of these guys he faced while he was there. Oh, um no, it's been a while since I looked at this. I'm gonna have to guess it's been some pretty big names back in 2016. Yeah, well it would have been they're quoting their big names and then they seen the big names potentially in WWE now. Well not big names, but they're very good names. Oh well you'll need to give me some hints here because it's <laughs> um they're in NXT UK, well-known. One guy's transitioned up from NXT UK to the big scenes. So I'd be guessing Devlin. No, not Devlin. Oh, Volter. No, you're the other one. Oh. Dunn. Dunn, yep. The other one's, one of the other ones is Dunn's pal. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate's another one. Other one's a guy we mentioned, the past winner of this tournament, NXT UK. Uh, let me think, let me think. Um, Ilya Dragunov. Yep, Dragunov's with the other one. The other, the other ones you probably might not get as much. You've got Damak. And, and he also had a tag team match against former Carrot Gold winner Absolute Andy, who teamed up with Marcus Alani, who we'll talk about in a wee bit. And Leo Rush's tag team partner, David Starr. Wow, that is... And I need to make a correction on something that I said earlier. I thought someone hadn't won this tournament twice. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Tommy End. Tommy won End did win. Yeah, so he did, actually. Good shout on that one. I didn't really catch that myself there, but... Given the, yeah, so... He's got um, he's got experience in this tournament. No, not in this tournament. He's got experience in this company. He knows the style. There's obviously the fact he has a WWE coming in there. What do you think he's 
where do you think how far do you think he'll go we saw with Kyle O'Reilly in the super strong style made it to the semi-finals could you see something similar with Leo Russia? that's that's my thought it's um, when I see them bringing in some of the big WWE guys I don't see them being there for first round fodder oh no they won't be they'll be there till the, they'll be there till the third night I'd, I'd expect at least quarter final if not semis before he gets put out and whoever puts him out it's going to make a big name for them mm-hmm. Uh I'm quite. I think him versus maybe see we talked Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey's a great fit for a lot of guys. Yeah. The final guy we'll talk about as well, Bandito. Rush versus Bandito is a as a sort. Uh, might not, you might not see it based on the contract situations, but that would be a fantastic match if they did it. Oh yeah, that's it. Would be it would definitely be an absolute dream match to watch. But as we're aware, contract situations can sometimes throw the little wrench in the works to stop us from getting these dream matches. Yeah, hopefully they might not see it for this particular one, but you never know. But it's going to be great to see Leo Rush in uh, this particular element, and I'm looking forward to see who, who they have to ha- come up against. So, Grant, we'll, we've mentioned him just there. We'll talk about him. I know you're excited about the potential of him being in this tournament. Let's talk about the 2019 bowler winner in Bandito, a man that you are very, very high on, it's fair to say. Oh, yes, absolutely fantastic. He's had an absolute stellar 2019 with the winning bowler, he also put on one of the best matches of the best of Super Juniors 2019 against Osprey. He's got absolutely insane power. He's got unreal speed. He's not afraid to take a few risks. And I mentioned my top three. He is my other top pick. I thought he would have been your top pick, to be fair. I thought he would be right up there at the potential at the start. Because... Just purely just of what you mentioned there, the 2019 they had in itself. The bowler win was fantastic. His record in the Super Juniors, it's in a, a 5-4 record in the Super Juniors is impressive given the calibre of guys he had in his field. He got wins over uh, Robbie Eagles and Taguchi. And Taguchi was right up there till the end with Osprey. So he, he, he has impressed what he did. He also got in factor in the fact that he got that big match at the G1 Supercard as well against Dragon Lee and Ishimori. So there is a lot of faith in him from the guys in Ring of Honor, from the guys in New Japan. And it's great that he's, he's been able to come back to Europe and show his skills because one of the last times we saw him in Europe was when he was in progress in one half of the Tag Team Champions when he put on some fantastic matches over that spell he was here. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to get to see him twice in the space of one month. I saw him at All In, and then I saw him at Progress Wembley in the Thunder Bastard tag match when him and Flamita were still champs. They were solid in that match. They were in there from pretty much the start. And I think they were maybe like the second last team out or something, the third last, I think, or something like that. So they were in there for a solid spell. So it's good to see these type of athletes performing on a high stage. He's such an exciting entity about him. He just, you don't know, he's so unpredictable. And it's going to add something. He's a different type of Lucha Libre to the guys we kind of mentioned earlier on. Yeah, he's got a different sort of style. It's I, I, I can't even think of anyone that, that, that he's close to. Like it's Certain elements of his high flying remind me of amazing world. High praise in itself, that. He's definitely one of the sort of like this generation's top high flyers. You put him up against the likes of Osprey, Amazing Red. The chemistry's up there, top level. Yeah, I, would you? I, would you like to see him just talking on him briefly? Would you like to see him 
wrestling a lot more again in New Japan, given it looks like the kind of relationship between the companies is starting to heal a bit more with uh, Marty taking on that creative role in Ring of Honor again. I'm hoping he gets a call for Best of Super Juniors again because he had some of the best matches in the last year. And the fact that the Best of Super Juniors could be interesting this year with some of the additions New Japan made. I would, I would love to see certain things like Bandido with ELP. Um, really, there's there's so much they can do with them. Definitely, and there's so much that WXW can do with them over this particular weekend. I think there's... You look, let's talk about all the guys we've talked about beforehand, even some of the guys we'll talk about at the end of the show. You could put on a fantastic match in some way with any of these guys. You look at Karen Noirs, you look at the likes of uh, the Black Taurus or the Puma King, even the guys like and Eddie Kingston, he could put on a good match with any of them. Yeah, the, he's got he's got the ability that his style can just mix and match with anyone. Um, a scrappy match with a lucky kid, Eddie Kingston being a bruiser, getting frustrated with the high flyer. There's so much you can tell with that story. Yeah, definitely. And obviously he's one of your picks, so you think he will be there till the very end? He's definitely it's and he's the top of my top three picks. He's definitely the top, um, despite the Ring of Honor contract situation. <laughs> oh, you never, you never know what may happen. But it's, we don't know fully. There's a lot of guys with Ring of Honor contracts that are kind of just working date by date these days. Like so, Jeff Cobb's apparently been working date by dates. He could be something similar, which could give him a bit of flexibility in this particular tournament. You just never know in professional wrestling these days. You know, there could be anything could happen, which I think is what's great about this about tournament wrestling in particular, you know? Yeah, the fact that the tournaments managed to somehow get people on completely different companies who normally couldn't fight each other, even if they might not face each other in the tournament, it still makes a big element of unpredictability, which is part of the fun. Yeah, definitely. Speaking about unpredictability, we've got a bunch of more of the homegrown talents in there as well that are not as familiar to a lot of the people listening to this particular podcast and even a lot of the guys who watch WXW, these tournaments in particular, so we're going to talk about them very briefly here as well. One guy who's made WXW's home, but he is from the States, is Alexander James, a former regular in CZW Grant. Is, is he a name that you've seen very much of? He's fairly fresh for me. I've heard the name being batted about, but I've not really seen much more of him beyond that. So this is where I'm looking forward to, because WXW, I'm still relatively new to, and this this is a chance for these guys to put on a show that makes me want to keep watching it beyond the tournament. Mm-hmm. The thing about Alexander James, it's instantly makes you kind of look to him is the fact that one of the guys who trained him is a, a name very friendly to some of the people on this podcast. It was Adam Cole. Not there saying, the, not saying the other bit to it. So that's a big name to be trained by, you know. That's, it's a massive name to have that endorsement behind you. That is something big, and he's even trained a lot with Rich Swan as well. Yeah, definitely. So he could be a nice sleeper hit. One guy I think could be a sleeper hit, actually, based on what I've heard from him from our good friend in Holland, uh, Tom Brock, is Jörn Simmons, the current pro wrestling Holland champion and a former two-time WXW champion. I think he, based on what I've read about him, Grant, he's an interesting prospect for this tournament. Yeah, and Simmons has that recent bit of history where he recently beat Alexander James in a steel cage match. It's, I've, I've, I've seen Simmons 
on demand on progress when he done Newcastle and he's a heavy hitter. He's a big boy. Oh yeah, but I've looked at some of the matches he's had. Uh, took on Lance Upshaw on a Rev Pro show. Beat Paul Tracy on a scrap at Scrapamania in twenty seventeen. And interestingly enough, he has won a tournament which was a crossover between WXW, CZW, and Preston City Wrestling back in twenty sixteen. He defeated Dave Christ, Tyson T Bone, and speaking of Dave Big Hitters, Dave Mastiff. Dave Mastiff. Yeah. That is that is quite a, that's quite the, the the rogues gallery to get through. Yeah, that he is. seems like the guy from Holland to watch. Yeah, I mean he's definitely it's, the bits that I've seen of him. I'm impressed. I like he's got he's got what people would sometimes say the, the typical what Vince would see in a wrestler. He's big, he's burly, he's rugged, he's heavy hitting. Yeah, and I think he could be a guy maybe gets to like a like say a semi-finals or something like that and gets knocked out by a guy like a bandido or something like that. A guy, I mean, him against somebody like an Eddie Kingston or like a Shakira Shik- Iri. Sign me up right now. That'd be absolutely fantastic. I mean, Jern Simmons does have, he's a previous title holder for the, the unified belt. Yeah. He's had some brilliant matches doing that. So he's he's one of the homegrown guys, well, kind of more homegrown guys that's got a good history with the company. So he, I wouldn't discount him. Definitely not. Uh, another homegrown guy, Marius Alani, nicknamed Mr. No Bullshit. <laughs> Says exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> also nicknamed Ninja Warrior as well, which kind of shows his kind of style as well. So he's a guy, Grant, that uh, Progress have used quite a lot on their European tours when they came to Germany. So shows he's a, a, a reliable hand, it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely got the... If, if they're willing to use him on things like that, you know that he's got something going for him that works well. He's one that I've seen very limited of, but just because that could mean because I know so little, he could be the one that scuppers my top picks. <laughs> yeah, he's a former WXW shotgun champion, which seems which is more like the workhorse type uh, championship in the company, which kind of makes you think he's he's with the nickname Ninja Warrior as well. He's again another high flyer, which could see him mesh it quite well with a Bandido or Leo Rush. Again, a Mike Bailey. That's it. I mean, I think I think we're getting the trend here that we can always rely on Bailey for a, for a solid matchup. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, I think he's a name that could. It may not do, may not go as far as Simmons, but I wouldn't rule him out at least getting past the first round, especially if he's well, a homegrown guy. Well, even on the road to sixteen carat, he did get a win and a triple threat against Simmons and Dragunov. So he's got yeah. a win over two former world champs. That's yeah. That sets him up with some credibility, but it's the world of wrestling. That can sometimes be the, the, the false hope that gets us a sucker in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in terms of, you said, you mentioned the, the road to 16 carat. There was two qualifying block tournaments to decide our final two entrance that we're going to talk about the first of which the rotation interesting choice of name but he beat the 2018 winner absolute andy to make it to this tournament which in itself is a great achievement for him to 
upset somebody who's won the won the tournament in, before. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty pretty great way to make a statement and get your way into the tournament is beating a previous winner, previous title holder. You know, that's that, that's really a way to make your make your impact, to make your statement, and be like, right, I'm here for this. I've earned this. Yeah, definitely. And he's trained by one of your favourites, Grant and Jonathan Gresham. He's part of his train. Oh, Gresham's technical ability. That that just excites me. If he's got any of that on him, I'm definitely sold. Yeah, it could be interesting. And the the field is made up by Julian Pace, who beat NXT UK's Oliver Carter to make it into this particular tournament. He's the least experienced of the field, Grant, as a three-year pro as well, but he was trained by Tim Thatcher and Walter. That's it. If you're going to be able to learn how to take a beating and keep going, can't think of two better trainers than that. Definitely not. Do you think he... I mentioned that he's only a three-year pro pace, but still a guy that a lot of the... Whenever, when he won to get into the tournament, like him and rotation, there seemed to be a lot of fanfare for they to get in the tournament. Do you think pace is pretty much going to be in there as a bit of a learning curve, a bit more of experience for him to get in with... They put him in there with a name, maybe like an Eddie Kingston, somebody like that who's been about the block for a while, or Puma King, to help him further himself in the industry? I think if, if they use one of their luchadors as a way to give him a stepping stone to the next round... It's something that you can't really go wrong with, and he sounds like he's quite a, a good sympathetic face because in his match with Oliver Carter, he had to overcome quite a bit of interference to get there. Definitely, and so that's it. That kind of rounds off the kind of sixteen men in this particular tournament. Grant, we've obviously just went through the in a decent bit of detail. Who would you say is your man to watch in this tournament? Somebody who could provide a shock, maybe a bit of unexpectedness. I'd say for the one the one that could set a bit of unexpectedness, the rotation, because I know so little about him, mm-hmm. what, who he had to beat to get there, he could be one to watch. He could be a special thing to see. Definitely. I would kind of go... I think Simmons is an unpredictability nature to him. I think he's got... He seems to have all the tools. He just kind of needs the stage. He's had similar stages. He, did, he, he was in the WCPW World Cup at one point, lost to Travis Banks. I think he could be a nice sleeper hit as well. In terms of a bit more name value, yeah, there's most of the name values are in there as well. I mean, if you were to take, you mentioned Grant, you're kind of, you've got like a top three. If you had to pick your final without a bracket, who would you think would be your final two? I would say Bandido against Ridgway. Oh, I would go Bandido versus Caranoir. Oh, oh, that's a that's an exciting prospect. That that's, I mean, Cara and Ridgway are both quite similar in their their striking, and that against Bandido, it's it's a it's a dream match. <laughs> oh, definitely, it's something you. you you're not going to see it very any other place, you know, given Bandido we've talked about his contract state. So there's a potential for some great matches. I mean, not a fi- not obviously going to be in a, fi- a final grant, but is there one particular match other than what you've just said that you would love to see over the course of this weekend? Give me Alex Shelley vs Caranoir. Oh, that's exciting. That take I'll take that every day of the week. I would love. I would be quite gutted that Alex Shelley's not in the tournament. 
I would love to see him in this tournament. I know he's because he seems to be doing a lot of travelling about the place right now, wrestling in different promotions. I mean, we got that big time splitter reunion recently. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. I mean, there, there's excitement there because they can put him against anyone. They've got free reign because he's not really got any contract commitments to other places that we're aware of. He doesn't know. He's kind of popping up there and then. I think he's on the TNA kind of reunion uh, show. He's and not he's kind of... Oh. oh, sorry. No, he's not confirmed uh, if he's going to be in NXT, you know, again. So, plenty of potential. Yeah, and he's also doing Ring of Honor soon. Um, him and Evan Bourne. Oh, yeah, I did see that against Villain Enterprises, Skirl and Flip Gordon for the past and the future show. Oh, I'd take my money. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Oh, absolutely dynamite. This is just... We, we say the last year was a great year for wrestling and this year is already off to a better of a start and we're not even two months in. Definitely. And we're going to be profiling so many of these on this Indie Sausage Roll over the next 12 months. But we've started off with the 16-karat gold rundown of the pool tournament. Uh, that tournament takes place on the weekend of Friday the 6th of March through to Sunday the 8th of March. I believe tickets are still on sale for anybody who would like to make the trip to Germany. Anybody I have heard who have went to it, Grant, have thoroughly enjoyed their weekend, I think it's fair to say. I've heard nothing but great things about it, and it's, it's one tournament that I eventually want to make the journey over for. It's a fairly short journey as well from here. It's not the worst journey in the world. No, and there's always there's always a good crowd going. There's even I've even seen people on Twitter put a spreadsheet up together for UK fans and that travelling to make it easier to find each other. Group up together. Excellent. I look I look forward to seeing it and I think we have some potential fantastic matchups we're gonna have over the weekend. But say we'll be back here on Indie Sausage Roll going through I believe the next one we've got grants coming up will be OTT Scrapamania which is an interesting yeah. one that we'll be previewing. That is going to be absolutely insane, especially since they just dropped the whole Moxley announcement. Yeah. If anybody's not seen it, they have uh, John Moxley's coming to Ireland for a pint of Guinness. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, we'll be previewing uh, that next month. Yeah, and a little side one which I've only just seen is another big American promotion is making their debut in the UK this year. GCW. Ooh, interesting. So much so much coming up in the next 12 months from the independent scene. So we're going to be obviously previewing the Scrapamania show and we're going to be talking about a lot of the other big tournaments that are going to come up across the year, including, just to name a few, the Super Strong Style 16, the Dream Tag Team Invitational from Fight Club Pro and the Best of Los Angeles Tournament from Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. But until next time, I'm Stephen Wilson. I'd like to thank Grant McRobbie for joining me. Thank you very much again, Stephen. Not the problem. And this has been Indie Sausage Roll. We'll see you next time.